On the show today, Rich and I discussed the decision by Warner Brothers to reboot Harry Potter, Hollywood's absence of creativity, and we'll drink some butterbeer. I'm your host, Brad Jackson, and you're listening to the April 17th, 2023 edition of Coffee and Koshan. So, Rich, it was announced this week um, at the uh, Warner Brothers Discovery uh, event that they were going to merge pieces of Discovery Plus with HBO Max, make one new thing called just Max. I guess it's like your cousin Max, um, and uh, but more expensive. And um, as part of that announcement was that Warner Brothers was going to reboot Harry Potter and do it as a TV series. Supposedly, it's going to be over 10 years. Each book is going to be at least a season. Um, seven is not 10, so I don't know what the math is on that, but they'll figure it out. Um, and uh, the word is that they're going to make it a more uh, diverse cast. Uh, I'm sure we'll have, like, you know, lesbian dragons or something or another in this version of it um, because Hollywood can't just make things normal anymore. They all have to be political. Um, but what 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 I think the real problem here is, I'm a fan of Harry Potter. I know you're a fan of Harry Potter. I read that to my kids. The first movie came out a long time ago at this point, but I, but I mean like 20 years, right? And the most uh, recent movie, the last movie, uh, they, they did uh, eight movies in it. The eighth movie came out about 12 years ago. So... In the end, it's not that long ago for the conclusion of the series. Uh, the main kids are all still alive. Two of the adult actors have passed, uh, which is sad. But um, this is a, a, a series of movies that were all instant classics. They're on television all the time. If you turn on TBS or USA or, you know, pick a random network uh, owned by Warner Brothers Discovery on the weekend it's probably playing Harry Potter. Um, and that's pretty constant. Um, there's still books that, that kids read today. I'm actually reading the Harry Potter books with my kids. Um, so it's something that is still very in the culture on a regular basis. It seems to me that what this really says is Hollywood is out of ideas because, and, and it's, it's their own damn fault on that. And, and let's make that clear. Um, this is a world much like Star Wars is where you can play around the edges and come up with some great stuff. And we've seen that in Star Wars. Uh, the Mandalorian show plays around the edges of all the other stuff and, and ends up being really good. Um, so was there Andor TV show? Was a, It was a spy thriller. I mean, stuff like you can make good shows in a universe that don't always involve the main characters. But Warner Brothers has decided in this sense Nope, nope, nope. We're not going to do anything around the edges in this. We're just going to straight up do a redo of it. We're going to recast everybody. Um, and because the great John Williams, I think, is now officially retired, he's not going to do the music for this. So either they reuse his music, uh, which I think is really the only way to go, because if you get someone else to do Harry Potter, it's not going to sound like Harry Potter. And then everybody's going to be watching it and go, ah, hey, hey, that's, that's not Harry Potter. It doesn't sound like Harry Potter. Um, I don't know. To to me, I was I was floored by this because this was this was just yet another example that 
Hollywood is just straight up out of ideas. Yeah, it just, when I heard it, my first thought was, what's the point? You know, the movies are still out there. The movies are still good. This is, it's not been that long, as you mentioned. It's just, okay, uh, we need content. Uh, how about Harry Potter? And the timeline or time frame is, it's ambitious. Uh, I mean, maybe with 10, they're thinking about doing two season each, two seasons each for the last two books. But that's a long time to try to hold eyeballs in the modern era. You know, thinking back to when there were just the major three broadcasters, of course, you could have these TV shows that would run forever. Uh, the Simpsons is still running, although I would probably argue uh, it, it should have ended some time ago. But to try to maintain people's attention for a 10 year retelling of a fairly current story. It's it, it reminds me of a scene in family guy where Stephen King, you know, who he's a fun social media personality. Uh, he should probably just stick to writing books, but he's in his agent's office and he's like, well, what's your next book about Stephen?" And, he goes, uh, and he grabs a desk, a lamp off the desk and goes to the scary lamp monster. And he goes, you're not even trying anymore. Are you? He goes, no. Can I have my money now? And that's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we are. And I, I know that, that streaming shows are a big hit right now. And it's a little different in that you can consume it on your own time, but that also means that you can, forget things like I've got a show uh, that I've watched and the last two episodes aired a couple of weeks ago and I haven't had a moment to watch those final two hours. Now, part of it is I want to write about it. So I have to really pay attention, but you can kind of get lost in the availability. Whereas you could maintain eyeballs better in the pre-internet age because you had to catch it. If you missed a TV show, it's like, well, sorry, you know, but now you can go back, but that ease can is a double-edged sword because it allows people to kind of forget things and let, you know, let them go by the wayside. And predicting that people are still going to be so streaming series hungry for the next decade, it's it's an interesting bet. Yeah, I, I, I would say that's a, a bad bet. And uh, I'll tell you why. I think if you look at, even if you look at some of the most successful streaming series, you go back and look at Game uh, Game of Thrones. And it, in its prime, Game of Thrones was gripping everyone. Everyone was watching it. Everyone was talking about it. It was like a, a part of our culture. And they couldn't hold that together for the whole time. I mean, granted, the last few seasons weren't as good. But uh, that show trailed off. Um, Stranger Things, perfect example. Stranger Things, another show uh, based around kids who grow up sort of throughout the series. That show has not held its... It's uh, it, it, our attention span like it did those first couple seasons. And it's, and it's not necessarily because it's not still a good show. It's just that there's so much else on. And in this era, like you said, you if you miss it, it's no big deal. You can go back and see it another time. And is this going to be a show that people are enthralled by for a decade? I mean, that's a long, that's a, it's a long time. It's a whole epic in the streaming era. I mean, it's just, it. it's amazing to think they're committing to 10 years of this show up front right now. 
I know, like, that's got to make J.K. Rowling happy because I'm sure that's a nice, big, fat paycheck in her bank account every year. But I just don't think it makes good business sense because what they could have done is gone the Star Wars route. They could have told a story, a Hogwarts story, uh, that was about uh, the founding of Hogwarts or was about Harry Potter's parents when they were kids or about anything. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a huge universe. You can play around in it. And uh, it could have been a, a three-season deal or a four-season deal. It didn't have to be this epic, long thing. And again, like that means you have to essentially put all of the people who are in your cast in a bubble for 10 years. You can't let them do anything else. Can't let them go skydiving. Can't let them, you know, ride in a race car, anything like that. You got those people have to be around and healthy and yours for 10 years. That's a long, long time. Especially when everyone already knows the ending. And to right. your point, you could even keep it within the the time frame of the books, but maybe like Neville Chamberlain ends up being a hugely consequential character. And maybe you go back and examine everything that, you know, led him to having the courage that he ended up having and things like that. If you wanted to, to be lazy and not create something totally new, but that, that goes back to your point about the laziness is not only are they being lazy and just repackaging something, they're doing it for 10 years. So it's like, all right, that's taken care of. We don't really have to worry for the next 10 years. We've got Harry Potter. Yeah. And that's the thing is I, I just don't know if this is what people want. And, and I've been watching the, the online reaction to this and it's been very interesting because uh, it's like when people first hear, Oh, they're doing a Harry Potter TV show. They instantly get excited. Like, Oh my gosh, what did they choose? You know, what kind of thing are we going to explore or whatever? And then someone says, you know, Oh no, 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 they're, they're going to, redo the movies as a TV series. And then there's like a little bit of silence and then people go, what, what, why? Like, why would you do that? And, and I think that's the best question to ask here because Hollywood has the chance, Warner Brothers has the chance to do a lot. They have great people who work there. They have, and Hollywood is stacked with people who are creative and can come up with crazy ideas. The problem is now all Hollywood wants to do is redo ideas that already worked. They they don't realize that that's not always what people want. People and and I think if you look at Marvel, that's a good example. If you look at the early Marvel movies, the the first few that all sort of led to the 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 conclusion with Thanos, they all had a solid uh, through plot. Uh, they worked. They had a good cast. They had uh, they they were well done. They were well directed. Uh, and for the most part, all of those movies were good and they all led up to something and they worked. And ever since then, Marvel has been like, Mah? like there's no, there's no direction. There's no real plot. The movies have been just subpar at best. None of them have been very good, but they're like, oh, no, no, keep your foot on the gas. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Like, it, no, <laughs> that's, that's not necessarily what people want. People oh, come want on, a you- good story. You know you're excited for the Marvels. It, I mean, it looks like oh a movie that's going to be on the screen. And it's Marvel. That's what people want, right? They, they don't need character development or three-dimensional characters or anything. They just need the to see the, they just need to see the logo. That's all that matters is kind of the attitude they have. Yeah, that first trailer is just head scratching. Yeah. There is an interesting side point about the rebrand, because when I heard it, you know, Max, 
my first thought was Cinemax, and it's it's yes, odd. mine was too. But I saw an interesting theory on Twitter, and I don't remember who it was. If it was just some random person or you know someone of of note, but the theory was that by rebranding as Max to take risks like this, they they can perhaps preserve the exceedingly strong brand that they've created around HBO so that they can do this lazy stuff. And if it flops, then maybe they won't hurt the core brand of HBO by disentangling it from HBO max. That's an interesting idea. Um, because HBO does have a, a unique, um, a unique brand. It has, it, it, it has such a strong history. It's been around for so long and the shows they do are quality television shows. Um, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Um, well, that brings us to something we can drink while watching this reboot to drown our sorrows and how terrible it is. And, uh, that's butterbeer. So, uh, for everyone who hasn't read Harry Potter, butterbeer is like the, the standard drink in the wizarding world. Um, uh, it was originally described as quote, a little bit like less sickly butterscotch unquote, which whenever you use the phrase less sickly doesn't sound very good. But <laughs> if you've been to uh, uh, if you've been to Universal and you've been to the Harry Potter world, um, you can get this sort of stuff. But you found a recipe online, which is actually a hell of a lot better and frankly, a lot more alcoholic than uh, the version that everybody's used to. Right. Right. So I have been to Universal. We've discussed it on the show. I had butterbeer while I was there. I had to. And it was kind of like drinking diabetes. It was, <laughs> it was just incredibly sweet. And even my children who love, you know, my middle daughter scout who loves Harry Potter. She's got, you know, the, the Harry Potter duvet cover and all the Harry Potter stuff in her room along with her soccer stuff. Like those are, that's the theme, Harry Potter and soccer. And she drank it and was like, Ugh. and it, you know, but people go, they're going to buy it because you can get it there. But it was not something that I was anxious to recreate at home. And not that every you know recipe we offer has to be boozy. But in this case, the boozy choice seemed to be the wiser move. And I found a number of recipes online. And the basic, uh, they all kind of followed the same contours. It's like looking up an old-fashioned or something. You might have a few tweaks here and there. But the one I went with, or what I went with, was... Uh, a shot of butterscotch snops, a shot of vanilla vodka, and uh, now I've got a just quick programming note. You might see more vanilla vodka in the future because I was unable to find a pint or a half pint as I was with the the butterscotch schnapps. So I, uh, you know, now I've got this vanilla vodka with that. I'm do something <laughs> with. But so a, a shot of the schnapps, a shot of vanilla vodka. And you put that into a frosted mug, you top it off with cream soda, and then whipped cream, and then a drizzle of butterscotch, like, you know, the, the ice cream topping. And it was sweet. I had this as dessert after I smoked a bunch of ribs and chicken yesterday, had some family in town, and had a very rich, fatty dinner. And I had this as dessert, and it was perfect. It was sweet. It had some booze in it. It did not taste like diabetes. And so I would... Unlike the butterbeer you can get at the theme park, I would actually recommend trying this. Is it going to be something that you're going to be sitting around thinking, man, I really want some butterbeer right now? 
Probably not. But in those moments when you're looking for a boozy, drinkable dessert, it's one to keep in mind. I actually like that, though. I mean, we should do a whole show on this, boozy desserts, um, because it's fun to sort of... Uh, there's a whole, like, boozy milkshake trend right now yeah. um, at uh, burger places. Um, a lot of that, I, th- I think that started uh, way back in the 90s, um, uh, Alamo Draft House, which is a movie chain that was uh, started here in Austin. Uh, uh, way back in like the 80, early 80s, I think. Um, uh, when I was in college here in the 90s, they uh, made a milkshake and it was a, a Guinness milkshake and it was Guinness and um, uh, chocolate ice cream and it was my favorite thing in the whole wide world. And every time I went to Alamo, I would always get a Guinness milkshake uh, as my dessert after uh, food because uh, they would serve you food when you ate your dinner, uh, when you watched your movie. And, and now that, that's become a very popular thing at a whole bunch of movie theaters now. But um, I, I specifically remember that Guinness milkshake and I tried to make it at home and it was never as good as the one they had. But I, I like the whole idea of like a boozy dessert drink thing. Like that's just right up my alley. We should do a whole show on that. I like that idea. Yes. And no spoilers, but I do have some recipes in that vein, but you'll have to tune back in See, I love to it. hear those. See, we're going to do that. <laughs> Preview of the upcoming show. <laughs> there we go. So uh, when you're watching this reboot, which apparently isn't going to come out for another like three or four years, you can drown your sorrows in some uh, highly alcoholic butter beer. Uh, uh, yeah. Hollywood is broken. All right. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> Thank you, Brad.